you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live as always here in New York City. It's Tuesday, November 21st. Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. What a game last night. Hey. Do you feel like you have more answers, questions, or you're just happy that it's week 11 and Thanksgiving week and we're just going to see more football in a couple of days? Yes. Okay, great. Yes to all of the above. It's nice to have a primetime game between two teams come down to the end. It was a good game. It yeah. actually delivered. You like it, Shrakes? The elements were amazing. The broadcast was awesome. It felt like a legitimate yeah. Super Bowl preview, and one Ooh. team had to win. Someone has to win. There's always going to be a loser. Should, mm-hmm. we, should we get to it? 21-17. The Eagles are 9-1. and Great game, lot to talk about. Let's hear from both starting quarterbacks after that one. I don't think we played clean tonight. I don't think we uh, played to our standard, nowhere near our standard. Um, But I think the thing that you can't test or quantify is the resilience um, that a team has and the ability to persevere and see through things and overcome things. And his team has that. You just got to continue to, to to try to get better and better. Um, defense is keeping us in games, and if we can find a way to just get a little bit better as an offense, we're going to win a lot of these games. We went up against a, one one of the best, if not the best, NFC NFC team, and um, we were this close. And I mean, in that in the NFL, if you don't make those plays in those big moments um, in the red zone and in those two minute drills, um, then you lose. And we didn't. We that's what we did today. Everyone was very insightful in their postgame sound. We're going to get to it from Monday Night Football. But let's take a gander at the NFC playoff picture after 11 weeks. Now, the Eagles have retained the one seed after last night. They're 9-1 and one as they maintain a lead over the Lions, who are roaring, and the Niners, who are soaring as well. Look all the way over to the right, lurking, nah, like some teams are just kind of yeah. not considering. I see a big purple in the first thing. Yes, yeah. yep, on the left, right? They get the whole column. Yeah, eight That's and three five. Ravens are still holding it because the Chiefs could not get that eighth win last night. All right, so the Jags, the Dolphins, and the Browns uh, hang along at seven and three as well. So thrilling night at Arrowhead. A little movement, though, as it pertains to the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Peter, uh, Eagles, w- uh, Eagles win last night mm-hmm. despite being down. Eagles have this like kind of thing going right now where it's, it's almost a script, and I know we talk about the Uh-oh. NFL being scripted. Struggle in the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and in yesterday's case, uh, besides the DeAndre Swift touchdown drive, they had 15 yards on 20 plays, I think, and uh, you know, argue a little bit in the sideline. We saw... A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts yeah. doing their usual thing. Yeah. Um, trail at the half. This is the fourth time they've trailed at the half this season. And then go kick ass in the second half mm-hmm. and find a way to win. That's what they do, <laughs> and that's what they did. Jalen Hurts went from having the worst game as a pro to maybe having his most rewarding, most redeeming, and best game as a pro. Second half, Eagles were awesome on offense and on defense. It, 
Look, Hurts, the first half, they, I think they had 46 yards passing through two quarters. He underthrew A.J. Brown on the interception. It wasn't looking good. It was in the rain. And then they find a way, and it's like it's becoming their, their mantra a little bit. I think they asked Hurts after the game. I'm going to find the quote here. I'm reading. It says, we're kind of, I guess, in character development mode. When you win games like we've won games, it builds a ton of character. There's no more resilient team in the NFL. These guys, they fought. fourth game they've been down in half, fourth time they've won after doing that. And this was in Arrowhead in a game that they so wanted to win. It's Kelsey, Jason Kelsey's first time beating the Chiefs with his mm-hmm. brother on the other side of the field. And I think it all matters. This one was an emotional one. ESPN did a really nice job in making this feel big. Yeah. It felt big. You had multiple sideline reporters. You had all the right cameras, sure. and that's a credit to them. It's a credit to the Eagles for stepping up in that big moment. They were down 17-7 to yeah. to the defending Super Bowl champions yeah. in their building in the rain, and they found a way to win. So I'm an Eagles fan this morning. I don't feel like, oh, we survived. I'm just like, no, no, that's how we win games, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Character development mode. That's one hell of a quote. And as you look at that game, to your point, they're down. And when you have a veteran team that knows how to win, that believes in each other, there was never a point in that game where the Eagles flinched or felt nervous or anything about it. You talk about the A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts on the sideline with Devontae Smith. Chiefs come with an all-out blitz. A.J. Brown beats him off the line. He's like, I'm going deep to Randy Mm -hmm. Moss in the air. Hurts is like, bro, they're all on me. And still they find a way to overcome. It doesn't, it never blows up. And as I look at this Eagles team, to me, how you maintain and become good year after year, you have your nucleus of guys. Guys you draft, you homegrown, that type of talent that you pay to keep there indoors. But then it's the guys that you bring in, the random free agents or trades, whatever it may happen, that you just plug them and play them and they just fit into the culture and the scheme. Kevin Byard last night, DeAndre Swift. Both of these guys, Howie Roseman traded for. Right. Swift was during the draft. Byard was at the trade deadline. Kevin Byard matched up on Travis Kelsey the entire night. Did he shut Kelsey down? No. Kelsey made a few plays, had a touchdown pass. Seven catches for 44 yards. I think that's, I think that's pretty He'll take oh, that. Yeah, He'll is. take that any single day. Byard comes away with a huge red zone interception. The offense of the, of the Eagles wasn't great last night. And to your point, it was Swift that stepped up time after time. Their touchdown drives, it was after a big play by him. Whether it was the middle screen they were running where he was making plays. And it's like, geez, they keep running this play. Please stop it. Whether it was the jet sweep. Play after play, Swift had the ball in his hands. Spin moves, cutbacks, making plays to ignite that offense. Those two guys, to me, stepped up. Mm -hmm. You can throw Bradley Roby in there with the punch out, too, a guy they picked up later in the season. So Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, their roster building and how they do it has been very impressive year after year for them to be competing and be one of the best teams in the league. It's true. For for me, a couple things. I just keep waiting for the Eagles to be exposed. I I keep waiting. We're headed to week 12 now, Mm -hmm. and we've heard everything from a storm is coming to this team is not as good as last year. They're 9-1. They just gave Mahomes his first ever home loss in November. And I just I keep hearing about this schedule. It's going to catch up with them. It was going to be Miami, and then it was going to be Dallas. Now it's Kansas City. (laughs) Now we're going to say Buffalo is going to beat them. and then People don't beat them. They're 9-1. Other thing. I cannot wait for the Eagles fans' reactions this week to this because they're still going to be on it. I don't know, that run defense, a little. A.J. Brown had one catch. I still, guys, they are going to be in the Super Bowl. They're going to win the Super Bowl, and they're still going to be expecting them to collapse. Guys, early on, you can say they're not the same team. Four and one, three and one. Nine and one is nine and one. They have the best record in the NFL. Stop doubting them. I don't care if they win two to nothing. They win. 
Another thing, the worst, and this is in, in, on behalf of the Chiefs, the lamest storyline I can't take anymore is that they got revenge last night. That is so stupid. Yeah. That, I don't even consider that a rematch. A rematch will be if they play in Las Vegas. Yeah. Every article, every tweet, they avenged their Super Bowl loss. No, they didn't. You think that's apples to apples, losing by a field goal in the Super Bowl to winning in November in Arrowhead? Sirianni himself said this week, he said to his team, if we beat them, they're not going to give us their rings back, guys. <laughs> this is not – stop comparing that. Mm-hmm. I understand we have to pump up the games and Super Bowl rematch. It's a ludicrous comparison. It is so stupid to say that afterwards that Jason Kelsey was like, this one's just as big as that Super Bowl. I feel even better. We're going to have a parade. and It's just so dumb. So Eagles fans, you got a lot to prove. Chiefs fans, we're going to talk about you a lot. And we're going to say the word drops about 50 times. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's not enough. I don't look at any way that the Chiefs are done, that they just got their pants pulled down by the Eagles. Not at all. This was a midseason game. The Chiefs have lost games in Arrowhead in the regular season to the Bills before. It happens. The Chiefs will move on. Right now, the Eagles are 9-1 and with the best record in the NFL, and they have apologizing for nothing. Nothing. It's very easy for your brain to do, to look at this season for the Eagles compared to last season. Last year, this time, they were 8-1, and and then they won the game after they lost to the Commanders after they had started the season 8-0. So they were nine and one the same team as last year and they were blowing teams out looking back at the scores from last season a nine and one eagles team was 24 7 24 to 8 26 17 those were bigger differences bigger wins more explosive wins than what we're seeing from the eagles this year fans were spoiled i think by the wins that they had last year but they were not spoiled at the end of the season if i'm an eagles fan today if i'm someone who is thinking critically of this team and despite the wins being odd because they're down and then they come back Eagles they are, are gritty gritty they are gritty gritty wins and like I would rather take this team and the character development that you're getting in terms of your resiliency Peter to your point that you are going to win games later in the season later in games because of what you're doing now and how you're accomplishing it against really hard teams yeah I mean that was an awesome win last it season whether it's win. a Super Bowl like to be down 10 in that yes. building and then We'll talk about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, no pun intended, dropped a lot of opportunities there. But the Eagles are so damn tough. Mm -hmm. I said it before the show to you guys and the viewer at home, and your Eagles fans know. Do you guys know the one team that the Eagles have lost to this season? This is why the NFL is the— Show them, Kyle. Show him who they Should we give this guy a moment? The only guy to beat the Eagles. The only guy to beat the Eagles. That this guy. Is this guy. Zach Wilson <laughs> has beaten the Eagles. That's the NFL. Damn right, player. Zach. Any given Sunday, um, and last night it was a Monday, and the Eagles came to fight, and they stole that one, yeah. if you want to say. But gosh, they earned it. Mm-hmm. it Zero remarkable. points in the second half. Zero mm-hmm. points Again? for the Chiefs yeah. in the second half. Again. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles did it to a team in the second half. Again, that defense has put the clamps on at halftime. Uh, Tom Pelissero, good morning to you, our NFL Network insider. Uh, latest from around the league as we put a bow on Monday Night Football and what was Week 11. Well, Jamie, things do indeed change quickly in the NFL. Zach Wilson going from the back page now to the bench. The Jets are making a quarterback change. It's going to be journeyman Tim Boyle getting the start on Friday against the Dolphins. Veteran Trevor Simeon is going to serve as the number two quarterback, which means Wilson goes all the way from number one on the depth chart to number three. The Jets had to try something on offense amidst a three-game losing streak. Quarterback's certainly not their only issue. They've played 13 or 14 different offensive linemen this season. they got a lot of young guys at the skill spots. But when you're on pace for being a historically bad offense, the one spot you can perhaps create a sea change is at quarterback. That's why they're trying to go to Boyle now. His only three career starts came back in 2021 
with the Lions. Meanwhile, for the Dolphins, running back Devon Achan is day-to-day after re-injuring the same knee that he had landed him on injured reserve for a month before he came back to the lineup this past Sunday. Now, this one, not believed to be that significant. Mike McDaniel said it's not going to require surgery. Status still to be determined for Friday. And McDaniel noted it's a rookie. It's a guy who he's had several injuries. Now they're going through a new process with a young player. and They want to make sure they're doing the best thing for everybody involved. A game on Thursday night, the Seahawks against the 49ers, and there is some uncertainty for the Seattle quarterback situation. Quarterback Geno Smith dealing with a triceps bruise, but Coach Pete Carroll said the team really feels like he's got a good shot to be back for that game. There's no structural issues, according to Carroll. Geno is pretty sore, and you can imagine why watching that replay there. Drew Locke will get the reps in the early portion of the week. If Gino can't go, it'd be Drew Locke starting that game on Thanksgiving. Jamie? Yeah, Tom, that hit seemed like it was promising for Gino to be able to come back in at the end of that Seahawks game, but that's the kind of thing you wake up the next morning and you're like, that does not feel right or good, but it's a short week for the Seahawks. We'll be curious how that unfolds. Tom, thank you so much. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay, so the real estate the Eagles have in the NFC side of things grows after last night. But over on the AFC side, a new team on top. It's the 8-3 Baltimore Ravens. That's a big purple logo that we dedicate to the one seed. Gorgeous. That's a buy in the playoffs. That's home field advantage all the way through because the Chiefs unable to get that eighth win last night. Uh, they stood at 7-3 with a smattering of other teams, like the Jaguars and the Dolphins and the Browns as well. Kansas City losing the one seed was not the only thing that slipped through their hands last night. Jason, <laughs> throw this question to you. Is it time to be concerned about the Chiefs? Also? Oh, uh, you're watching them last night. It was even, it was funny. I saw it all over Twitter. At the end of the game, Mahomes is walking off the field and he goes to throw something to a fan in the stands and even the fan Oh, butterfingers. And it was just like, that was the night for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Mahomes said it. There was different things that went on for them on offense. Obviously, there were two red zone turnovers. But when you're watching Mahomes put the ball on the money and guys just aren't coming away with the catch, you have to be concerned because this isn't the first time that they've had this conversation. The Chiefs lead the NFL with 26 drops on the season. Yes, that is them. Called their game in Frankfurt. The only talk we had with the players and coaches before the game were the drops, were guys trying right. to figure it wow. out. And at that point, it was Mahomes told us, I'm not concerned. With it. I'm going to continue to throw the ball. And he has done that. Hearing him talk about the drop by MVS saying he could have thrown the ball a little shorter was like, no, you couldn't have. It was a perfect pass, and those guys are paid to do that, whether it's MVS, whether it's Justin Watson, whether it's Travis Kelsey. When he puts the ball on, you have to come away with the catch. No one cares about the elements, the rain, or anything of that nature. I think for Kansas City, you said it earlier, Kyle, they're going to be in it. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be a team that we talk about often. But who's going to step up for them to make a play down the stretch? Last night was MVS's chance because we're in here and we're talking about the Eagles from the beginning of the show to the end of the show, which they deserve because they played well. MVS makes that catch. 
The Kansas City Chiefs are up in that game late. So you look at how big those moments are and players stepping up, making those type of plays. This year, you just don't know outside of Kelsey who is it going to be to step up when it comes to catching passes from Mahomes to make a play for them to win the game. I watched the game last night, and I do it with like a second uh, screen experience. I think a lot of people do, either on your phone or on a tablet or on your laptop. And I'm watching it, and you know, MVS drops the pass, Mm -hmm. and they end up in losing. See a tweet, and it's from DeAndre Hopkins, and it just says, that drop hurt them big. And it's like, what could have been? What could have been? DeAndre Hopkins is making $12 million right now. MVS is making $10 million. The difference is not that much. You can have both of these guys with the money that they saved and the salary cap that they had. Uh, I think that's the question. Did they not go big game hunting this offseason because last year they got away with it? Tyreek Hill left, and Sky Moore stepped up in the Super Bowl, and Kadarius Toney stepped up in big spots, and MVS was Awesome in that Chiefs playoff game when Juju went down with the injury and they needed him. Um, Mahomes, to his credit, though, will not and does not throw these guys under the bus. They were grilling him about it afterwards. Take a listen to Mahomes on MVS's drop. Yeah, I mean, I have no regret. I mean, they triple team Travis, so I went to the guy that was that one downfield and Marquez won. Um, Juju just didn't didn't come away with the ball. I mean, I could probably throw a little bit shorter. He was that open. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it. They know I'm gonna keep firing it. That, that's just who I am. I'm gonna fire it uh, to the guy who's open, um, and uh, they're, usually they make they're, they're gonna make the plays. I mean, it's, it happens. I mean, I threw an interception in the red zone on a, if I just flattened Jay Watt off. Um, so uh, it wasn't that wasn't that didn't just lose the game. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened throughout the game, and so uh, you just gotta keep firing. I don't know what's going on in the locker room. I don't know what's going on in the meetings. He will not throw those guys under the bus, and I respect the hell out of that. But this has to change. Woo. Second half. They have not scored a second-half point since October 22nd. Before Halloween, guys, they have not scored a second-half point. Mm -hmm. That is alarming. Not a field goal, not a butker, a little chippy, nothing. They've gotten away with it. They've won games, but they also have lost to the Broncos, and they have lost to these guys um, in the last several weeks. I I don't know. Something's up. I do think it's time to be concerned. And like you said, Mahomes has lost a Super Bowl in Tampa. He has never played Mm -hmm. a playoff game on Mm -hmm. the road outside of the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. That... That's a nice comfort to have at Arrowhead. Right now, if the playoffs are tomorrow, it's in Baltimore. That's a different ball game than playing at home. Playoffs not tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> um, and we'll get to that. I, I, it's this. Is this the undoing yeah. of, of the 2023 Chiefs? Because he doesn't throw them under the bus, but he's a human being, and he has a reaction. And he did this about three times last mm-hmm. night after drops. If they do have their uh, undoing come because of guys' drops. That's, the, that's the, the picture of the 2023 Chiefs. Mahomes just throwing a perfect pass right off the fingertips. There is a, there's always a they'll figure it out factor with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're, maybe they're bored, they're complacent. They figure it out. So the figured out factor isn't there. All, they always, by November, they've figured it out. They know who they are. They've never lost. Patrick Mahomes never lost a home game in November. He has now. At halftime, they figure it out. Maybe the tough sledding in the first half. They make adjustments, figure it out. Not now. Three straight games without scoring. After the bye, they figure it out. Andy Reid doesn't lose after the bye. Not now. They just lost after the bye. They're trickling down. And you're talking about DeAndre Hopkins tweeting about Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I would love to hear Rogers' thoughts about it. That's the experience. We've watched Marquez for a long time. He's actually a close friend of the show because he's an interesting guy. He's very fast, and his hands come and go a little bit. He's made drops before. Rogers had several of them. That's the biggest ones for him. It's not about beating up on Marquez Valdez-Scantley. Oh, he's a good guy. Is what he Marcus is. Marquez likes him as a guy. But he represents something. Justin Watson had drops. Travis Kelsey had drops. If you do that against Baltimore in the playoffs, certainly if it's at Baltimore, that's it. And you're done. So, listen. 
I'm trying as hard as I can to say, like, the Chiefs are in trouble, which is the new, the Tom Brady Patriots are in trouble. Yeah. They're going to be 12 and 5. They're going to be in it. They're gonna, they're, they may be the one. They may yeah. be 13 and 4. They're not going to fall apart. They're not going to start losing. They're not going to lose a road game in the wild card round. I still feel like I, I just I, my panic meter is still low. Is there, I, I want it to be up for drama's sake. I, I'm faking it. I think it's low. Ask, is there a Kelsey conversation? He didn't play great last night. And if what, do you, like, what would you want it to be if there was one? That, Lead it. That, that he's an all-pro player and their top player and he hasn't lived up to expectations the last few weeks either? Is that fair? I would say the tough thing is that when no one else is stepping up around, it allows a team to what Mahomes said in his press conference. They triple-team Travis Kelsey. He's so not went, open. So I went to MVS. Right. So it's to a point where if there's nobody else that's stepping up, we can double-team, triple-team Travis Kelsey and force you to go to somebody else because those guys aren't stepping mm-hmm. up. So I think for him, he needs somebody on the outside to do something so he can get back to one-on-one coverage. What's not fair is that's, that's not the Kelsey conversation you want to have. You're lying to the table. Yeah. You want to say that he traveled around the world and is tired and lackadaisical and lethargic. Come on, Peter, engage. That's- I just asked if you wanted to have the conversation, if there was a Travis Kelsey. If the answer is no, then that's good. Are you interested in that other topic? No, we'll let someone else handle it. <laughs> There's a, there's another game on this week. We got the Black Friday game. We got the Dolphins and the Jets. I'm not going. You want to get the Dolphins Jets? I, I saw Donna Donna Kelsey was with my man Jamal Charles last night. I was yes. excited. That's what I wanted. Charles about I thought she was with Benjamin Franklin. Wasn't she? I love that you. I love that you <laughs> tweeted out. Baby. Here, if you She's have 20 Benjamin minutes, to the bank, I know. I love that you like. If you have 20 minutes, here's Jamal Charles highlights. If you want to watch, oh, them. that was good. Great. I love Jamal Charles. They need to identify him. They showed Donna Kelsey. Yeah. That's lovely. Jamal Charles, one of the greatest so running true. backs of generation. He's sitting there. They don't even so get the... So true. Nothing. It's so true. Come on. I, I made an interception. He blasted me once. I would always... Jamal I'll, Charles? I'll, he hit yes. you? Running backs. Get the you tape. Wa- you watch an interception. Running backs are the only players on the offense that will absolutely go after somebody and target them. To Is make that right? Tackle. Help Blue us out. Who up. were you with at the time? What team? Titans. Right. Titans. So Chiefs. Chiefs. You know what year it was? 2014. 2014. I remember it. Ryan Jason's interception. Buckle came on. Buckled on my helmet and everything. We're going to have it by the end of the show. Uh, away. Away. All right, All right so it's at Kansas at Arrowhead. Yeah. Oh, Arrowhead. great, we got to get that. Off. Who'd you pick off? Uh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Okay, okay, there you go. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And so we released a statement in the local paper. We faxed the Lions, and that's how I announced it. Fax machine? That's when you knew, like... He hates this team. You know Barry wasn't going to have no press conference. I decided to get away from everything. I boarded a plane and flew to London. There were some Alliance fans who were angry at him for leaving in the way that he left. What the F are you doing? Tears. Devastation. Completely shocked. Because Barry looked like he was a guy that could have rushed for 20,000 yards. It was like a divorce. And you took sides. There was a lot of Lions fans who understood. Because, frankly, if they had an opportunity to send the Lions a fax and divorce them and then go to London, they would have done the same thing.
We're getting goosebumps at the train. <laughs> I, I can't say we've ever been more in on any documentary than we are on Bye Bye Barry. You can stream it on Prime Video starting today. And we got the star, not Eminem, not Buzz Lightyear. We have uh, one of the greatest football players to ever live. Barry Sanders. Good morning, Barry. What's, how you doing? Morning, Barry. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Great. Awesome. We're, we're talking to a, a big movie star now. Let's start with this documentary. It's the story about yourself, of course, and the decision that we've chewed on for decades to walk away in your prime. Barry, what was it like reliving this, finally telling your side of the story and watching a documentary about all of it? What was it like for you to watch? No, it was it was great. I mean, part of it, um, reliving it, you know, was was a little bit interesting just going back um, and uh, going through, you know, sort of um, those, those days of of uh, retiring. And then but, you know, I mean, it's a comprehensive story that really e even, you know, you, you, you see videos in here of uh, even before I'm in high school, um, you know, people that were important to me and, and all this kind of thing. But um, it was it was work. It was work involved in, in really just, um, you know, going back and and uh, getting into some of the. Um, the details of, of uh, the things that were going on within my career, you know, but but I'm, I'm glad I was able to get through it. Yeah, I can only imagine what it was like to go back and see some of those things from high school and beyond. And I got to imagine one of the coolest parts of this documentary has been the fact that your four sons were involved. Yeah. As you guys went through that process, did they get a chance to learn anything new about you, your career? And how many emotions came out as you guys were going throughout the filming? Awesome going through it with with my sons, um, you know, they weren't they weren't really my, the youngest ones weren't around. My oldest boy was like four, so he didn't really remember. Um, I didn't realize that, um, you know, several of my sons didn't even realize that I went to London. Um, you know, it, it, it uh, it's not something I always talked about, um, you know, growing up and and they weren't really interested in it in anyways. Um, you know, so uh, but um but yeah, I mean, being able to relive those things with them in sort of a relaxed environment, um, you know, that that I was very comfortable with, um, you know, was really um, something that uh, you know really made for for me uh, made it even more special. Um, I didn't hear I didn't hear the last part of the question. I don't think, but but uh, they and they 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 love going to London. Um, you know, they want to go back as soon as possible. Um, you know, it's funny because I I thought I was just going to tell. Um, you know, NFL films about my trip to London, but they insisted on us um, returning there, walking the streets, um, you know, and, and sort of retracing some of my my uh, footsteps there, um, you know, from from when I retired. So that that part of it was pretty cool. Yeah, you got to put you yourself back in the context of when you made that decision. I want to do that now, though. What's cool about sports documentaries, and I look forward to Bye Bye Berries, is seeing people's commentary about the time then and how that was the news was received. Mm -hmm. I would like you to apply that concept to the current day Lions. Okay. I want you to provide your context and take on what we're watching with this eight and two Dan Campbell coach mm. Lion off to their best start. Since 1962, you all asked us where we were in 1989. You know, we know where you were in 1962. You weren't around yet. So what's going on with the current day Lions? Oh, I think what's going on with the current day Lions is really kind of um, an example of all these Lions hopes and dreams from all these years uh, coming true. 
you know, <laughs> I, I think there's been many generations, you know, that's been uh, just waiting, um, you know, for for a team uh, like this, you know. So and there was so much anticipation, certainly um, from from the current team players as well as fans, uh, especially coming into this season. Uh, we felt like we we certainly had something special. We felt like we knew these guys could make a run. So you gotta you gotta um, give all the credit to Coach Campbell and, and the guys and Brad Holmes uh, for putting together just a uh, fantastic roster. Um, these guys are playing together. Um, they have great chemistry. You know, they're they're you, you you see that that play by Aiden Hutchinson. You know, he he sealed the deal last week uh, with a strip sack. Um, you know, and and um, you know, it's just you, you're seeing that week in, week out. Um, you know, you know, it was a fantastic win uh, late against the Bears, where you know you don't you don't often overcome a, a game where you have that many that many turnovers. Um, and for them to be able to mm-hmm. pull that game out, um, you know, but we we've been been seeing play like that from this group all season. Uh, they sit at the top of the division. Um, you know, they're they're um, the class. Of the the of, of the NFC, um, you know, along with obviously Philly and and um, and maybe Dallas and and the Niners, but um, this this team can they they can they can beat anyone on their schedule. Um, you know, I, you, they're playing with confidence, so um, so I think that's kind of that's, I think I think that's what you're seeing. Barry, I, I know we're talking about the current day Lions. I just got to go back to you rewatching this documentary yeah. about yourself and about your decision to walk away from the game, just for the viewers at home. Uh, at 30 years old in 1997, Barry Sanders rushed for 2,053 yards and was the NFL MVP. The following season runs for 1,491 yards and finishes as uh, an All-Pro, and then you decide to walk away from the game, never to play again at the age of 31 at the height of your powers when you watch it back all these years later do you go back and wonder what could have been if you had stayed on and maybe done it a different way it's something i think about um but i have to say uh, i've always been comfortable with the decision um i played a lot of football at that point in my life um and sure i i likely could have played uh you know a couple more years In, in this game you just you never know um, you know, and, and so I'm comfortable where I was, um, you know, on the all time running list on on time rushing list. Um, you know, at that point when I retired, I was behind Walter Payton and most of us who were around then remember Walter was literally fighting for his life at that point, uh, in, in 97 and, and 98 when I retired, uh, you know, but I was, I was behind him. I was, you know, 1500 or 1400 yards or so short of his record. Um, and for me, um, you know, even though, even though another season or two, you know, averaging the yardage that I was, I could have eclipsed his record. I, I was satisfied retiring, being, uh, being behind, you know, the great Walter Payton, um, you know, and, and so, um, and so, yes, I, I think about what, what could have been, um, you know, and, and, but at the same time in this game, you know, nothing is promised. Um, it could have been better. It could have been worse. <laughs> Uh, you, you just never know. Uh, so for me, that's why I was, I was one, that's one reason why I was okay. And I was satisfied. And I also realized at some point too, that, that um, there's nothing quite like this game. Um, it's not like I was going to discover something or, or find something like football, um, you know, and I had played a lot of 
um, in a lot of great situations and, and had fun doing it and was, was okay walking away at that point. It's really beautiful the way you lay it out like that, Barry, and we're very excited to watch Bye Bye Barry. I'll tell you what, when, it, when it's a big hit and it's critically loved and everyone's learning about your career and over, I want you to, to celebrate. I want you to dance. Do what you never did. <laughs> take a minute and celebrate, dance. Barry. Give the trophy right to the director. That's right. <laughs> no, right take it. Just do it. I want no. you to gritty anything. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. You're the best. Hey, no, no, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Let's do it again sometime. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.